Hey y'all, it's Allie Watch. I'm here back um, after a long hiatus, after a while. Uh, it feels like I say that every time, <laughs> and maybe I do, uh, but you know what? I'm a one-woman operation with many jobs, um, and really just a problem with follow-through. Um, you know, I always have, but I guess that is really between me, my God, and my therapist. And just really not what we're here to talk about today. Today, we are here to talk about the wonderful, brilliant Tumi Fan. She is a multidisciplinary artist, creative. She's a visual artist. She's a graphic designer. Um, she looks amazing in the color red. She is a joy to talk to and to listen to. She and I talked about being huge nerds for cartoons, um, about basically wanting it all about how we're making that happen, about overcoming overcoming imposter syndrome, and just really just a whole bunch of shit. Um, she's incredible. She's very open, very honest in this episode, and I am really excited to hear, for you guys to listen to it. In supportive for our millions of adoring fans. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for being here. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, I'm Toomey Fawn. Um, <laughs> God, this is this, so awkward. This is Toomey Fawn, the inventor of the color red. Uh, if you look her up on Instagram, you'll know exactly what I mean. Thank uh, you for inventing red, and welcome to the show. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm just kidding. Um, so you... It's kind of so actually super lame to define people, but I was about to say, oh, you're, you know, a graphic designer, but I hate, um, I hate when you meet people and the first thing they say is like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I am a graphic designer by career choice. But, yeah. Yeah. Because it was, so growing up, I really like, I loved art, but I think I knew at a pretty young age that art wasn't going to pay my bills right this is like pre-instagram and pre like actually you actually can. you can just fuck yeah. around on the computer uh, yeah, yeah but when i was 12 i was like no so i'm just gonna <laughs> that's like really impressive that you were thinking about that as well but <laughs> yeah i was like i need to plan this now so right. i can pay back my bills um but yeah i figured what would be the best thing to like merge my skill with like a career mm-hmm. that would be you know profit like profitable for me uh so i picked graphic design and originally i picked graphic design because i assumed graphic design meant designing graphics and it's right it's not, not. it's what what no. is it i mean it, <laughs> it is if you have the skill set but it's so much more than that because art is art is up to interpretation right and design is like solving a problem so there's a little more rules to the design aspect But if you've made, like, let's say you design a logo and it's beautiful, but it doesn't convey anything about the person or the business, it hasn't solved a problem. Right. It hasn't solved a solution. So, like, I, when I went into college, I was just like, oh, you know, layouts? Typography? What is this? I thought, you know, what I should have done was an illustration, but, um, you know, it is what it is. I think it's, I think it's actually really really nice to have graphic design as like a 
It's like the background skill set. Oh, it's your end. Can you hear him barking? He's. I think I can. We, if you guys can hear it, that's Hunter. He's downstairs. He wears a little camo vest. <laughs> so cute. Sorry, go ahead. I just wanted <laughs> no, to introduce our um, <laughs> surprise guest. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I think it's really helpful to have graphic design as a as a background because it's. I mean, you. They're pretty like interchangeable. Yeah. But it's like you learn some of the rules and then you get to break it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little different than illustration, but. Yeah. But you are a visual artist too. You are. A, yeah. What, in your, what does your art look like when you're making art for you? I don't. It's really sad, but I don't make art much anymore. I'm trying to. Yeah. Um, you know, like resolutions, and you're like, oh, 2018, I'm gonna mm-hmm. do this and I'm gonna do that. I haven't gotten around to it, but I really want to do more like immersive installation art. Yeah, um, I remember you talking a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, because I really like making things with like my hand, and I did some of that in college. I took like a like a three D design class. Um, I made jewelry, but those I mean those tools and those resources aren't always accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I did used to paint. I think I I really like touching all like all different types of forms of art. Yeah, but. Um, Aside from design and like drawing and illustrating, I really love photography. That's it's awesome. Like, photography is like one of the most important things to me because I've been able to like document my family. That's um, yeah. I've been doing it for quite a while. Like I think first time I touched like a digital camera, it was my parents, <laughs> and they I don't know why why they bought it, but they kept it in like the computer desk. like come into terms with myself because before before like we had a digital camera we would go to the mall and take zoom photos uh-huh. do you know what i'm talking about yeah it's like those backgrounds with like fluorescent hearts and yeah then, like, the, yeah we used to do that all the time but every single time we did it i looked horrible yeah i, I mean, looked like not good for anybody yeah i mean uh, well the thing was it wasn't that i looked ugly or that i had i mean i had acne but it was like you know they photoshopped all that out you were like you were right. like, you know, you looked frosty and great, but I always, I couldn't like control the way my face was. Uh-huh. So I looked like a deer caught in the headlights all the time. Yeah. I would like open my eyes too wide and I would look <laughs> like, you know, it, it wasn't attractive, but so like taking selfies with like this digital camera uh-huh. was like a way for me to like practice how to like Get pose hit. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do that. Like if I'm like when I'm in shoots, I'll be like, you have to tell me if I'm getting crazy eyes because I yeah. will get crazy eyes. Yeah. Because after a while, you just you yeah. can't. You gotta you gotta just kind of shake it off. Yeah. You'll, you'll get like yeah exactly nuts. Or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do that all the time. Or I'll just look like I'm like lost. Like I I can't. Because like my thing was I was like sure I want to smile, but I also want to like perfect the like no smile, but like you still look yeah very smoky. Mm -hmm. I like that word. Yeah, we eventually broke that camera and we let a friend (laughs) and they broke it. They dropped it. So you were kind of talking. You like painting and Mm -hmm. creating there I think there's something so intimate and like cathartic about like actually making things with your hands yeah like looking at something and being like I made that Mm -hmm. I 
was like super into embroidery when I was younger. Oh my god, I really want to learn. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually tried. I really want to learn how to do it. When I was a kid, my grandma had a home daycare, right? Mm -hmm. And me and all my cousins would go to her house during mm -hmm. the day because our parents had work. Yeah. And we would be so loud and rambunctious because there were like 14 of us yeah. from like the age of like four to 11. Mm -hmm. So you just have like a bunch of fucking rowdy kids. <laughs> and she was a seamstress she sewed yeah so she would have us all pick you know a pattern out of her book she'd iron yeah. it on the fabric then she'd just be like sit down and shut up it would be like all of us the boys the girls yeah. everybody embroidering for like an hour at a time so i like grew up doing it and That's i like impressive. loved it yeah wow. i don't know it chilled us out yeah. so i don't know how just a bunch of badass fucking punk ass kids wow she'd be like sit down <laughs> now you have to be quiet now <laughs> You'd be like, oh, okay. And we loved it. We had so much fun. Yeah. Um, so I would do it, you know, later into life. And then recently, uh, well, I have a I have a huge deadline for a project I'm working on approaching. Mm -hmm. And I'm not obviously <laughs> done with it at all, nor have I really even started it. <laughs> yeah. So this deadline is April 1st, which means that yesterday I was like, you know what? I should start embroidering again, dude. Get in the car and go to Joanne Fabrics and all this time in Joanne Fabrics and now I'm like embroidering again because I don't want to do what I need to do. Oh my god. Oh, so embroidering has nothing to do with this project. Oh, no, not at all. I just was like, That's I was so like, funny. I'm like, I'm so, I have to finish this project. What if I start something entirely Else different? And do that instead. Yeah, but, it, but, I'm, but I'm excited to start doing it again because it yeah. is there's something that's why i like cooking yeah uh, because you can Definitely. be like i did this and i made it yeah. and it makes you feel just like more connected and more human i think yeah i agree with like cooking i like so i live in chicago by myself i have friends of course that i've like made over the past nine-ish years mm -hmm. but i don't have any family here that's and by tough. yeah and it's what's really hard is like it's like I also live like on the edge of like Pilsen and Little Village and like a Vietnamese supermarket is not accessible right like on that That's side not, of town yeah. yeah and even if I did have access to like groceries like Vietnamese groceries specifically um I it's hard to cook for myself because I grew up so I'm I'm one of of six Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. My parents had six children. Wow. They were I thought, searching I mean, for a boy. Four <laughs> Is there one? I mean, there was the fifth one. And then, you know, <laughs> the sixth one was like, uh, you oh, know, well. it's unplanned. Oh, this one in the mix. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, but so there's five <laughs> girls. Wow. Um, so if we cooked, we cooked for everybody. Right. Um, and so it's just hard now. But like I, so I, every now and then I'll go and I'll eat like at a Vietnamese restaurant. But it's like. It's one of those things where you, like, really miss it. Yeah. But, like, if I were to, like, cooking it is much different than just going to eat it. Because yeah. if I know how to cook my own food, then I know that I'm, you know, like, I'm not just some, like, kid who grew up in America. And I'm totally Americanized. Like, it makes me feel like, it makes me feel a little more connected to my culture. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's really cool. What's the last... <laughs> What's your the last thing you made that you're like, I lo love this? I think the last Vietnamese dish that I made was curry. It's, it's really, and it's it's hard to be like, oh, curry, because I, I understand that like curry is also, um, 
like a colonized dish, right? Because in in South Asia, they don't call it curry. They use curry spices. But I've had my old advisor was from from college. She's Indian American, and she's like, we don't really call it curry. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, the French just came <laughs> right. in and like fucked They're up like, Vietnam. This is, yeah. this is what you do, and we're just gonna introduce all these things. But um, so like Vietnamese people have a version, uh, like their own version of curry. Um, and it's just like we use like sweet potatoes or yams or carrots, mm-hmm. um, and then we use white potatoes as well, and it's a lot sweeter. Um, I know that Thai curries are, they tend to be on the spicier side, unless it's a Penang curry, the peanut curry, that's sweeter. But like Vietnamese people use coconut milk for theirs. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I made. It's been a while though, like because I cook for myself. Or if I'm trying to eat healthy, you know, and I make like a fucking salad. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't necessarily, like I can make a Vietnamese salad, but it's not the. It's it it's it's re- it's just really hard to like cook like cook for myself. Yeah. So I feel most that. of the time, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy some packaged meats and I'm gonna make a salad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a lot easier. Yeah, but, um, I do this thing. Like I used to, you know really meticulously meal plan it was really important mm-hmm. to me in like the last year yeah. um I've been kind of like on this journey of like recovering from some like mental illness stuff yeah and so like a huge part of you know that process was making a meal plan and mm-hmm. cooking for myself all the time but now yeah. I don't really have time for that yeah but so like it's really important to me on my I have Sundays and Mondays also on Sunday during the day mm-hmm. I make or Sunday night I make a big meal yeah that will last all week and yeah. so like I do that uh, but it's definitely not the same yeah. as like making a fresh meal and sitting down with it and enjoying it with exactly. people that you love. Exactly. And... One of the things I, I think I think my brother was like harping on me the other day and he was just like, Why do you always eat out? And like my logic is because I don't like eating alone. Yeah. Like I can I can be alone, mm-hmm. but I don't wanna do it anymore. Yeah. And like why eat all this delicious food when I'm gonna be eating it by myself? Like and that has to do with like eating out or cooking in or wherever right. like why eat by myself yeah so if i had office. yeah if yeah. i had the option of going out and eating american food with a friend because they didn't want to come over versus me being at home cooking a meal that might be vietnamese i'd rather go out just because i want company yeah yeah i feel that i what is going on <laughs> somebody is just pick in or out, you know? Yeah. This is really, this is such a, like, um, <laughs> this is a VIP episode where you guys get to feel like you're sitting in my shitty apartment with us. <laughs> it's like, Just, like, open the door shut. My neighbors downstairs are bonkers, right? They are always they? have the bass turned up so high. Oh, God. Like, no matter what they're doing, they're playing, like, a shooter video game. Yeah, oh, my God. They, they were watching Curb Your Enthusiasm the other day. And you could hear the theme song with the bass up. It was like, what are you <laughs> like, doing why? down there? Why is that can, I hope they can hear me. Can they? I hope so. <laughs> Jackasses. Do they think they listen to this podcast? No, I, don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Do they think they Maybe. listen to it with the bass all the way up? Maybe. Maybe they're like, oh, this sounds much better with bass. Yeah. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah, a very special little episode for you guys. Um... Yeah, that totally makes sense. It's it's hard to want to, you know, make this big elaborate meal. Yeah. Fuck up the whole kitchen. Yeah. Just like for Who yourself to with? have one meal. Yeah. 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 I mean I might I might like really like it. I might be like, Oh, I'm so proud of myself, but yeah. the norm is that like I usually like eating 
in the presence of another person. Mm-hmm. I hate eating alone. I've like really, I yeah, I've spent a couple of like Thanksgivings eating by myself uh-huh. because like I like when I was in college, I just just didn't have the money to go home on yeah. certain holidays. I always made sure to go home for Christmas though, even if I like, even if it was gonna kill me, right? <laughs> which it has almost, <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather eat with company than eat I by feel myself. That. I'm really bad. I like to eat in bed. And I know that's like a bad habit and it's kind of gross. No. I had an ex. I lived with my ex and I was not allowed to eat in the bed. <laughs> there were a lot of things I wasn't allowed to do. That if, is... if you're listening to this, I hate you. <laughs> Just kidding. He's fine. But yeah, like he would be like, were you eating in the bed again? I'd be like, no. <laughs> like whip the covers back. Oh my be just like crumbs everywhere. Cr- like cookie crumbs everywhere. I'd be like, I don't know. That was probably the cat. <laughs> He'd be like, you're eating in the bed. It's so fucking disgusting. <laughs> I can't sleep in like bed with crumbs. It's oh my like, God. I get change that. the sheets then. But now I eat in my bed, but I put a towel down. That is so funny. I like, that's my like, when I'm like. I've done that. I can't tell if it's like an act of self-care or an act of extreme depression when I order like $30 of takeout and spread a towel and out on my it. bed. and just, You're just comfortable. Yeah, I'm just chilling out, man. I've done that where I've put, actually because my bed is like, it's sort of a memory foam material. If uh-huh. you put like hot items onto it, it'll start sinking. So, I, because I don't want anything to spill, yeah. I brought in my cutting board <laughs> and, so, and I placed it onto the, because my cutting board is wood. Right. Right. And I don't know that that's really like, you know, clean either. I mean, I clean my cutting board, yeah. but it's like a cutting board. It's yeah. been used before. <laughs> so I'll, I'll put it on my bed and then I'll put food on top. And then, because like I, I like, my apartment is still pretty bare bones, but I have like a couch, but I have a. I have a table, and I've gotten into the habit of putting, like, nice little bottles on the table, and I don't uh, want to disturb it, so I'll right. in my bedroom instead. <laughs> I used to not have a dining table at all. I now have, like, a bar situation, yeah. but I still don't, I don't sit at the bar because, like, faces the wall. It feels weird. Yeah. I don't It's not a good eating situation. It's really, I eat on the couch or I eat in my bed a lot. I know it's bad, yeah. but it's what I like. It's comfortable. Sometimes exactly. you just want to, like... Eat food in your underwear while you watch. For me, I watch a lot of cartoons, which is bad. But, mm, no, I, love I mean cartoons. it's not bad, but I'll like sit in bed for like ever and watch cartoons. I love cartoons. Me I too. really like The Simpsons. I love The Simpsons. I think the Sim- It's funny because I I used to watch a lot of King of the Hill because my parents didn't. We didn't get cable until I was like, I don't know, fifteen. Yeah, 16, I was like, it know? was like I was a teenager. When yeah. We had cable so you had to wait until I, I remember like I so I grew up in Oklahoma City. And I would wait, I think, every night at, like, 6.30 or 5.30 or 7 or something, a new episode of The Simpsons would come on. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. night. It was, like, yeah. The Simpsons and then, like, Malcolm in the Middle and then The Simpsons yeah. again. Yeah. 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 And then Just on Sundays. block of TV. Yeah. Sunday's a new episode. Sunday's a new episode. Yeah. Or, like, at 11 o'clock, there was King of the Hill. So once yeah. I got old enough, I would, like, stay up. And King of the Hill is kind of, like, really horribly dry. But it's, it's so, so funny. funny. It's one. I think it's, it's one so of the funniest funny. shows like ever. My sisters like are my. I have a sister who is always like, Peggy or like Uncle <laughs> Hank. Like she like has all the voices. I like, love that. Uh, it's yeah. It's an amazing show. Um, we used to watch The Simpsons too growing up. We were and my mom would like 
you know, all the kids would be watching, my dad would be watching, and my mom mm-hmm. would stand there, and she'd be like, this is so stupid. But she would stand <laughs> and watch the whole episode and laugh through the whole thing, and then she'd be like, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. Yeah, I, a lot of the people that I'm, like, really close with are, like, Simpsons nerds. Yeah. Like, they're just, just a, um, I watch, like, I watch, like, Adventure Time. Me, too. I, I love the Adventure I Time. I love, I actually, like, just started re-watching it from the beginning. <laughs> I should do that. Because it's all on Hulu. Yeah. I got to a point where I was, like, going back and forth, and then Finn had, like, a metal arm, and I was like, wait, when did that happen? So now I gotta, like, go back. You gotta back. go. It is, it, there is, like, a kind of a story. Yeah. I, I love Adventure Time. I think it's such a sweet show. Yeah. It is. It's, it's just a sweet show. Um, I really like I really like like a lot of I watch like um, regular show I do too and Chowder same oh my god Chowder I love is chow- so the good. artwork the artwork is it's amazing so like the patterns yes are amazing that is what got me going because at first I was like uh, Chowder is I, I don't know what's going on with this kid yeah what is this weird like, little fat funny is, boy yeah what is wrong with him he's like doesn't remember anything and his life is just like a sham but then like I was <laughs> like these. It, like these patterns are so beautiful. The color palettes, it's like the patterns, the way that point. they're animated. It's yes. such visually a really, really beautiful yeah, show it's to beautiful. watch. I'm so glad to have your support because I do. I, a lot of people that I know, they're like you because you watch like little kids. Like there's, yeah. you like you know your Simpsons, your Bob's Burgers, yeah. your King. I but, love Bob's Burgers. I love Bob's Burgers. Yeah. So yeah, I love I love a good cartoon. I really do. I feel like all these cartoons though aren't really cartoons because they sort of have, especially like Adventure Time. In the beginning, sure, it's like whatever but like as you go on there's kind of like a deeper theme it to a lot of stuff oh completely right you find completely. out that you know like so and so's father wasn't a you know it's yeah. just a piece of shit and then like so and so was actually in love with the woman and she's a woman right like, that's fucking amazing that yeah like, and there's like it they like casually like talk about like consent and yeah. like all this stuff that they're it's just, just like very like it's just an amazingly smart show mm-hmm. That, like, some people are just not... If they're not into cartoons, they just won't get it. Yeah. Like, they're never going to watch it, but I love it. Yeah, and I, like, love the idea of little kids watching that and, like, Mm -hmm. learning... It's like Bob's Burgers. Like, Louise cusses so much. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love that show. It's so funny. And Tina is just so into, like, her sexuality Mm -hmm. and, like, feeling on To be a horny teenager again. (laughs) I was like that. I was boy crazy <laughs> and girl crazy but I didn't figure that out until much until later. later I was like I love boys and I was like but also girls are so pretty and then I was like that's weird and like didn't you know yeah. that yeah, was a whole can of worms later oh my God. but um yeah I was I was like that I was very hormonal and boy crazy when I was younger I didn't get to well I mean like I, I had crushes but I I didn't get to like my parents didn't let me leave my house. <laughs> really? Oh my god, yeah. They were super like, strict. Yes, it would be like, uh, my older sister got to do a lot. I think they like, really, like at first they wanted her to have fun, you know, they let her listen to like Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and then I think one day she like, got in trouble and my mom like broke all her cds and then i think from that on she was, was like none of you are gonna get it because <laughs> i'm just gonna break them that's so it was like the opposite <laughs> in my family like i had all these crazy strict rules that i did not respect or obey yeah. i did not respect my curfew yeah i didn't like i was just like bad i was yeah. drinking i was doing whatever mm-hmm. i was running around being crazy and bad and um 
there's four of us, right? But yeah. my little brother is 17. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost 28, so there's a huge gap between us. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, mom, what's Jack's curfew? She'll be like, his what? <laughs> and I think they're just like over it at this yeah. point, right? At they're this like, point, well, this is like the fourth time yeah. around. He's fine. Yeah. You guys made it. It's my parents, whatever. My dad didn't let me. I, I like, I, I have tons of stories about my dad, but like a really good one is that um, he didn't really allow us to wear makeup. He let my older sister wear makeup, and I think he saw like how, like, you know, I don't know what the word is, how, like, how just not what he wanted to like her to be yeah so he was like you can't paint your nails you can't dye your hair you can't do none of that mm-hmm. um and so one day i think i was like i was like 13 and i was like dad can i wear makeup and he was like he literally was like why if you can tell me why if you can give me a really good reason why you want to wear makeup i'll let you wear makeup and i was like this he wants a fucking essay <laughs> A PowerPoint presentation. Oh, oh, yeah, I was like, so. And, and of course, I couldn't be like, Dad, I want to look pretty. So right. I just, I was like, okay, I don't have a good reason. So I didn't. But I snuck it. I snuck it when I was like in the ninth grade, which was like 14, which yeah. is still actually really late. Yeah. Like, I didn't start wearing makeup until I was like 14. He didn't let me dye my hair until I was like 16. I dyed it bright fucking red. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have a lot of photos of that, but like it was bright red. At one point, I did Hell black. Yeah. Bright red uh-huh. hair on a woman is a statement. It's like and it was like fire engine red. Yeah, but it was so hard that. to keep up. It with. is really oh hard to keep up. Oh my god. Yeah, but like he was that. That was just one of the things where I was just like, well, of course you would ask me that question. It wouldn't. It it, it couldn't have been as easy it as saying been as easy no. As saying no. It'd be yeah. like, well, let's talk. Well, let's think about it, it to me. Explain it. Explain it to me. Why you? And I was like, you didn't make <laughs> such a dad. Didn't make thing. my older sister do that. You know. And then my younger sister now, she is, she just turned 15, but like, she's been dying her hair since she was 12. She's I'm been telling painting you, her nail polish get... black. Like, my mom used to, <laughs> she used to be like, get that black nail polish off your hand, stop trying to be like, that's depressing. My if mom you... would be like, you look like you slammed your hand in a door. <laughs> okay, Donna. <laughs> Donna. Sorry, mom, I love you. My mom would probably hit me with her slipper. If you called her by her first name? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, that was, I don't actually usually do that. Um, (laughs) I don't actually call my mom by her first name. She's a really nice lady. Even now, my mom will call me, and she'll be like, to me, and I'll be like, "Uh uh-huh. And she'll be like, "Uh uh-huh. You talk to your mom like that? (laughs) But in, like, Vietnamese, and I'll be like, okay, I'm sorry. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I'm here. Hello. (laughs) Hello, mother. (laughs) Do you, 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 so you have a big family. You guys are close. I am close with my siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my parents. They've had their own, like, they've had, wow, what was that? Just a a summer truck? Yeah, just a lot of noises. <laughs> just a lot of noises today. It's fine. We're, just we're, hearing we're, this okay. too. Go ahead. Um, yeah, my parents have had a lot of their own issues. I'm, I mean, I'm sure, like, I think I used to, um, I mean, we grew up with, like, a host of problems. Uh, I've been in, like, foster care once, the shelter system twice. I had a sister who's been in foster care twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the whole, like, immigrant thing. And then, like, being Vietnamese and then growing up, like, not that well off. Um, it was really hard. I- I'm fine now. I'm an adult. Like, right. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think... I think growing up, I was just like, I wonder why we don't have certain things. You know, yeah. I wonder 
like I was always extremely proud that like that was the one thing that was really different for me versus like what I've been reading um, about like Vietnamese American people or like Asian people period is that a ton of them growing up really wanted to be white and I never did I was a kid who ran around and was like fuck you we won the Vietnam War <laughs> just like really ignorant and not understanding the concept of it yeah but like really proud to be who I was yeah that's beautiful. But also at the same time, like, why, why don't we have money? Why don't we have this? That's really confusing when you're a kid and you're like, yeah. I don't... You know, when, when my parents would... It was hard because my parents would be like, you have it so good here. And I'd be like, but how? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, and they would tell me stories and I would be like, well, I don't have those experiences you guys do. So this to me is shitty. Right. But to you, it's probably great. Um, so, but like, my parents are immigrants. I can only like... I can only expect so much of them. Um, like expecting so much of what like what they can do here with like with like the way the system is set here where like you need a college education to be like you know to make more than like 40 grand a year you need this and you need that Um, but I like love them despite their I've I've grown a lot closer to them or I've forgiven them for things that like that I never would have when I was younger I Um, think sorry go ahead oh no go ahead um, I just think it's really interesting that you say, like, you forgiving them for... So, I think that the older... I think that the realization that your parents are just people... Yeah. Like, when you're a kid, you don't really... Yeah. That doesn't really occur to you. It doesn't occur you. to you, yeah. But, like, you get older, and it's like, you just realize that they're yeah. just, like, people who are also doing their best. It's, yeah. like, a lot easier to forget, like, yeah. a lot of that shit. Because it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, like... I. My mom is a good example because for the longest time, my mom was like my superhero. Yeah. Like she wasn't treated very well by my dad. And so like there stems a lot of like her trauma or like, you know, her issues with like life period. Um, and she hates his guts <laughs> and he's just like, whatever. Okay. Oh, she's at the house. I'm going to leave. You right. know, <laughs> things like that. But like, um, I went through. And I, like, I hate admitting it because I went through a phase. This was, like, maybe three, four years ago. Um, a couple of things happened to my mom. And it just, like, shook my, like, view of her. Yeah. Like, she completely fell off the pedestal that I put her on. Like, she wasn't strong anymore. And it sucked because I was, like, I, I was, like, I know all the struggles that my mom has been through. And I want to be able to stay. Like, she's a strong person. But at the end of the day, like, I think I realized that, like, I was just, I was just expecting so much out of her. And she's only a human being. Yeah, she's fallible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the same with my dad, too. You know, I used to be like, God, he's such a piece of shit. Why? You know? Yeah, you you don't, I mean, yeah. You don't know why. But then, like, the older I got, I was like, you know, he's probably, like, extremely fucked up. Because my my dad doesn't, the only family he has is literally us, his children. Um, My parents immigrated here. As a unit, uh-huh. we were sponsored over by um, someone named Susan and Diane, who we named my younger sisters after. Oh, really? Yeah, so <laughs> there's two, to me, and then there's Susan, Diane, then Tommy, and Lynn. So everybody okay. who was born in America got American names. But um, my two sisters were named after the sponsors. We like moved to the Philippines for like a year. My parents sort of learned English. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved to... California and we were only there for like a little bit but the like government housing that we were in was apparently really bad so then we moved to Oklahoma City but my my grandparents 
and my mom's side of the family were already here. Okay. So the only reason why my dad even came to America is because he married my mother and he had children. Right. Um, he didn't. And, and then subsequently after that, his mother died and he never got to see her again. Oh, man. And he was extremely fucking poor. I mean, he didn't finish third grade, even though, you know, I write on all of the applications that he finished college. <laughs> what a lie. Um, but yeah, so he, he like, he like has nobody here. Yeah. You know, except for like, except for us. So there's That's like, hard, yeah. Yeah. And so there are certain things where I'm like, maybe you're like this because of this. Right. And I am now getting to a point where I'm like, I understand that. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. I tell everybody, I'm like, if my dad was a regular person on the street, I wouldn't fuck with him. But because <laughs> yeah, he's but my he's dad, your dad. Yeah. And he, you know, he has like, he's just grown up a lot. Like yeah. a lot. So I, you know. Yeah. I feel that. So I love him. <laughs> Because of because he's grown up. Because he's grown. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Um, dads, man. Yeah, I'm not really like. I mean, I love them, and I'm sure they're like. They try to be kind people, but my mother's siblings, so like my aunts and uncles, uh-huh. there are a couple of them where I like truly love, but it's a really hard dynamic, especially I think, like I see this a lot in like Asian families of like. I don't know, just like. Everybody wants to be rich, right? But when we were growing up, my mother was the only person in her family, and she's the oldest, uh-huh. that never really made it okay. into a lot of money. Um, and so I think her like her siblings really judged her for that. Her mother really judged her for that. I don't really have a great relationship with my grandmother. Yeah. If she like if she, if she passed away, I would definitely miss her. But I didn't like. I would go over to her house and I I wouldn't really feel, you know, the love because I my cousins were richer <laughs> and they were probably they treated were more, better. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard but that is hard. I mean but coming home I think in the last oh my god, in the last five years, my, my grandmother had like she's had so many heart problems and she had a couple of strokes. But she when she looks at us now, all she does is cry. And I'm like, you know, she she's getting older. She's mm-hmm. probably just going bit. through that phase yeah. of like, fuck. Yeah. I don't have the I don't have the best relationship with you. Yeah. And I'm realizing now as I'm getting much older that I should have tried to. Mm-hmm. And now all she does, she literally will just when we leave her house, she'll just cry. She'll just Aww. stand at the doorway and cry. And I'm like, I feel bad, but also I'm like, what? Well, it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have siblings. We're, like, close. I'm not, like, super... Well, my mom has, like, a bunch of siblings. And mm-hmm. I, like, like I said earlier, I have a bunch of cousins. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how much... Like, we were kind of talking earlier um, mm-hmm. about just, like, family expectations and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of, like, what your expectations are for younger generations and older in terms of like mm-hmm. taking care of people it doesn't it's not really yeah it's not I have a little sister now who because my parents separated um my siblings are, are taking care of her and I like I have what what is that called it's not imposter syndrome although I have that yeah. it's like survivor's guilt because I for the longest time I wouldn't buy anything for myself I wouldn't like 
it was crazy and I, I get emotional all the time talking about it but like I didn't want to like if I bought anything for myself I felt guilty like because in my it. head I, I just assumed like my siblings are living a horrible life back home and and they're not you know they we we all struggle for a bit and my struggles are different because I deal with like isolation and loneliness and like no support right like I have support but it's so far away not not a physical support it's like different yeah right? I don't get to see my parents all the time or I don't get to see my siblings all the time whereas they if they struggle they struggle with each other which mm -hmm. is what we did when we were younger and yeah. it was and I, ne I never that, imagined yeah. moving to another state I, d I don't think when I was younger that I imagined doing this at all you know, we always, if we, if we like struggle, we were together. Yeah. So this is like, this is really weird to me. And I just like, it's really hard because the longer I'm out and like the more I'm in a relationship with somebody, I'm like, well, what about this life that I had to build and where do I build it? Yeah. How far away is it going to be from my family? Um, so I definitely, I feel bad all the time because I, I, ch I try to like, I'm, tr I'm trying to live a good life because if I don't, then like, then you what know, is, all then this what is the for? point? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I'm not trying to be happy, then yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, because I, I really, I was really lucky to have the opportunity to come here. Like I'm, I was the first in my family to graduate high school and college. That's huge. And, yeah. But also move out. I moved out here by myself when I was 19 and it was it, it kind of broke my heart at the time, but I was just so tired from, like, moving here. Because, like, I never came to Chicago until the day I had to move into my dorms. Okay, I was like, that's how you, cho you chose Chicago because of mm -hmm. school. Yeah, because, so I wanted to go to an all-art school. I was like, I'm definitely, I might get the education I need in Oklahoma City, but I might not have the network. And I definitely won't have the income like I feel like Oklahoma City probably pays their designers much less than Chicago mm -hmm. just based on like whatever ratio they just use and like that with it yeah and I was like I need to because I knew I wasn't going to be able to afford college so I needed to take out loans mm -hmm. which is of course what happened but I was like how do I pay this back right how do I make sure that I'm not going to drown yeah be doing something that i don't want to do for the rest of my life yeah trying to pay back my college that didn't even really assist me in any way yeah and so i was like i need to go to columbia you know i i had a friend i had a couple of friends who like came here for um a school tour and um, they came back home this was when i was in 10th grade and they were like you would love it there you would, you would fit in so well and it just stuck mm -hmm. and i was like so set on going and I was like, I need to go here. Uh -huh. I need and to like fucking just... go here. And I, it's, it's sort of all, I wouldn't say fall into place, but it sort of worked its way out. But yeah. I like, I moved here by myself. Like no one was on the plane with me. And it was like really, kind of really That's, scary. That yeah. is scary. But like, what were my, my parents had to work, you yeah. know? It's so funny because the Olympian that just landed that triple axle, uh -huh. she's Japanese American. Her family didn't get to go to like, the Olympics to see her become an Olympian because they had to run their restaurant. I was literally like, that is the same yeah. thing. Of course. Yeah. Because like that's immigrant why, parents can't take off work. Yeah. It's just not that. That's not. A yeah. It's like, have. or yeah, it's like, well, my daughter's an Olympian, but are you going to like take me there for free? No. Okay. Then I'm going to stay here and I'm going to run my restaurant because yeah. I can't close or I can't afford it. And so 
my mom and dad didn't come with me and I came with like five suitcases I was lucky enough to get like a really nice cab driver uh-huh. and he was able to like unload my stuff but then like I was like how do I bring all this stuff upstairs and then like when I came upstairs like my roommate's parents were there and they were wiping down cupboards for them and like making sure that you know and it was yeah. like I was so tired I fell asleep on the couch but like years later I was like that makes me kind of sad because like my parents didn't get to move me in but that's the road I chose yeah. to be successful I guess <laughs> I guess I guess <laughs> I would I would call you successful Aw, thank you what I mean you talked a little bit about imposter syndrome hmm. I don't know if I know a woman making art who doesn't, who doesn't suffer from some kind of imposter <laughs> yeah. syndrome. Today oh I was God. talking today I was talking to my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, well I'm not an artist. Yeah. And I was like, I just like sometimes I ride and sometimes I do shows and sometimes I perform and like I was like, but I'm not an artist. He was yeah. like, what would it take for you? To think you to call yourself that, yeah. or to call yourself someone who's a creator, yeah. or to to, to acknowledge that mm-hmm. you're making work that is valuable. Yeah. And every time I do something, it's like the milestone gets bumped up. It's like, okay, I did that, but then it's not real until I do. Do you experience that? Yeah, I. It's crazy because I, like I said, I I graduated college. I have a successful job in my career. Mm-hmm. And yet I don't feel successful at all. Because like on paper, you are very successful. You went to a yeah. great school. You graduated. Yeah. You have this job. You've been there for a long time. And yet I don't. And it's it's wild. And I have no idea why. At first I was like, oh, maybe you're comparing yourself to other people. And I'm like, tons of other people have not. I mean, I was like, I was like, I could have like failed and just gone home. Although that in and of itself isn't a failure. I know tons of people who went home to be home right. or they went home to save money then came back that's not a failure at all but I could have like my my mother is a nail tech and she after college I kid you not I like so I I did this growing up I've been working for a really long time but I used to scrub people's feet mm-hmm. and I used to not like that used to be something that I was extremely embarrassed to talk about because one you're scrubbing people's feet yeah and then two do you know I was just like that's when you tell people of like your work experience that's not design so if I had five years of that no one's gonna care right like, so I right. just and then also like the whole like stereotype shit I hate that but like people will be like oh of course you used to defeat you're Vietnamese I fucking hate that so I never wanted to eat into that even though like you know when Vietnamese immigrants come here and they see what other Vietnamese immigrants are doing and they're making money and they're prospering and it works and they have one chance to be successful, what are they going to do? They're going right. to copy. So, of course, a ton of Vietnamese people are nail techs. Right. But, like, I, I never wanted to, like, sadly eat into that. So I just didn't say anything. But, like, after college, I was doing an unpaid internship, and those should be illegal. And they I really think they should. are, but they people really still do should. it. And I wasn't making any money. Um, and I was like, what do I do? So I went back to doing feet. I scrubbed people's mm-hmm. feet, and I did it for like maybe probably a good year. And, and I did it at my mom's, like, she used to have a nail shop and that she doesn't own anymore, sadly. 
but like I would I would go to the burbs because she was like in Lincoln, which is like two hours away from here. So like every Monday I would go to my internship, and then like every Thursday night I would go take the metro, go to the suburbs, like Indeed. and work with her. And she would she used to say like, you know, you could just work for me, you could just work here, and I would give you a hundred percent, and I'd be like why did I go to college? What for? Yeah. Like, why, why, why pay all this money to go there, you know, to do all this? Um, and so, like, once I got a job, I was like, God, I'm so happy. Yeah. But, like, after that initial, like, euphoria, I was like, I was like, okay, it's just a job. Yeah. It's really weird because I think, I think one of the things about being someone who, didn't come from a lot of wealth is that their one goal and their like biggest goal is usually to make as much money as possible Mm -hmm. and that's great because stability is great but I think somewhere along the lines of that these people forget that they should be having other goals like I don't I don't know what five-year ten-year means so like now after five years of being out of college and working I'm like did I have any other fucking goals? Right. Do I want to own my own business, maybe? Or is that too hard? Like, here's, like, where the imposter syndrome's kicking in. It's like, you have a good job. Why do you want to, like, you know, like, why do you want to, like, make people. it... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to make it hard for yourself? Why would you own a business? That's so difficult. But it's like, why Why is it that I think that I can't do that? Despite right. doing all this other stuff yeah, to like get you've here. Yeah, like, you've proven that you yeah. can. And you've proven that you can do the work and you've... Yeah. I mean, you just, you're a hard worker. Yeah. And it's weird because I've never, like, when my when my parents found out I wanted to be a designer, they didn't understand the concept of it mm-hmm. because, like, the internet and, like, computers were so new. Right. That for the longest time they kept telling everyone that I was a fashion designer and I was going <laughs> to school for fashion design. And, you know, everybody Easy just as, took yeah. it. Yeah. Because, like, to explain to them what graphics is, you know, yeah. it's really hard. Yeah. Now that they're a little more in tune with like the internet and like Facebook and yeah. Instagram and all they that, they like they get it a little more. But like still, um, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> you were just talking, man. We're talking about well, like there's all these conversations now talking about like how your work, you know. Oh, like I said, oh right. I was. That's what I was like. They never, they never like. They never said like you shouldn't do that because I remember when I first told my mom I wanted to be an artist she literally took a picture of my sister and she was like draw this and of course I can't draw it <laughs> so I, that's not what I can't draw people for the life of me I'm right. so bad at it I'm it's really, really more, hard to draw people. so actually doing graphic design was perfect because I'm a little more of a abstract visual artist mm-hmm. um, and so but like she was never like they my parents were only really worried about me making money that yeah. was like that was also their only goal well yeah i mean when you have like it makes sense like yeah. it's, it's understandable why yeah. that is why that happened that way i mean you but it's kind of need money it really sucks it's i don't i mean you need money like you'll yeah, die you need without stability. it exactly yeah it's um it's hard to um you know when you maybe didn't necessarily grow up with the most money to not make that your main focus yeah. as an adult. Yeah. Cause to be like, like, to chase that because you never exactly. want to feel that way again. Exactly. I tell, I, I tell this to everybody I've ever met. I'm like, I am not, one day I might quit my like, 
my career and go do something else, sure. But I better have a whole ton of money before yes. I do that. Because I never, ever, ever want to worry about my paycheck again. I never, ever want to worry about yeah. making rent. Yeah, I never yeah. want to worry about... Any, I never want to, you know, worry about where my next meal is coming yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. You know, and I did spend, like, a chunk of my adult... So, I dropped out of high school and became yeah. a nursing assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, working at a nursing home, yeah. wiping ass for yeah. sometimes 16 hours a day. Yeah. Whatever. I could do the work. I, I actually... I mean, except for, like, the wiping ass part, I enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I very much enjoy caring work. Yeah. But there is a stigma around yeah. it. You know, it was either... It was all women that I was working with, and it was either women who were working to be in nursing school, or women who had been doing it forever, and kind of this was the option, Mm -hmm. because it's the pay is a couple dollars higher Mm -hmm. than your average, you know, minimum wage job that you don't Mm -hmm. need education or experience for. Mm -hmm. Um, So. You know, coming from that into... I spent a lot of time, basically, as an adult, like, living, you know, in, like, straight, like, poverty. Like, not being able to pay my rent. Not being able to eat. Because I couldn't work because of my mental illness. And so, like, now... Yeah. It's like you never want to be there again. So it's hard to... It's hard to refocus... And say like, okay, money isn't the only thing. Yeah. When, when you've known that. Yeah. Life. When you know that, like, I don't enjoy just sitting on money. Like, I'm not someone who's making money to just have it. Right. To flaunt it. Like, right. I'm not gonna. Probably never gonna own a boat. And why the fuck would I spend that why much money on a boat? Why would you want to own a boat? I'd probably go buy like 200 pairs of glasses. Yeah. <laughs> you do have an boat. amazing glasses Aww, collection. Oh, thank you. I like. I you know those are the things like. I think someone asked me the other day, they were like, why do you have so many glasses? And I'm like, because I can. Yeah. Like, first of all, I I can wear whatever the fuck I want. I can buy whatever I want with my hard-earned money. Right. Second, like, none of your business. But it's also like, people might like think it's like materialistic, but it's like, I didn't get to buy this stuff. I, I have a really clear memory of a family friend taking me to a mall. And I saw this beautiful, like, unicorn stuffed animal with, like, iridescent wings. And I remember picking it up and being like, I want to buy this. And it was 25 fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. It was only $25. Think about that now. Like, it was only $25. But at that time, I couldn't afford it. Yeah. I definitely couldn't spend $25 on, on a stuffed animal. animal. Yeah. So I didn't. And, like, but I think about, like, the things I could have purchased the artist that I could have looked like. That I didn't dress a certain way, or, or I couldn't be a certain way, or I couldn't buy books for a certain class, so I felt that might be it. I bet you anything that's it. Yeah. That's how imposter syndrome works. Yeah, you're so like... Because you weren't, you weren't fully equipped for what you were trying to be. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you come in thinking, I didn't have all the tools. Yeah, you didn't have the tools, you didn't have the experience, yeah. you didn't have, like... Like, for me, you know, necessarily the exposure to art yeah. or the exposure to um, just different Like different avenues and, of art. Yeah, you yeah. didn't necessarily have the... Because I, uh, to me, writing is an art. But a lot of people will be like, oh, that's not art, that's not visual. And I'm like, but it is. It is, yeah, it for is. sure. It is, for yeah. sure. But yeah, people, it's just, you have like different 
levels of exposure. And so yeah. it kind of, I mean, for me too, feels like I'm coming in late in the game. Yeah. And I'm coming as kind of like a, at a disadvantage. Yeah. I think, I think support is also a really big thing. Like it's huge. Resources and like, if you didn't have a teacher who like told you you could, or if you didn't have a family member that told you you could, even though you did make it, you probably don't think you're did worth you, it at all. Yeah. Did you have a person like that? I had, I did have great teachers in high school. Yeah. I went to a really shitty elementary school um, and uh, middle school. Um, I went to Bodine Elementary and Webster in middle school. Ooh, ooh. Um, but I, in, in my high school years, I chose to go to a... It was like interview process, and I lived way far on the opposite side of town, but I was on the edge, and I could like enroll into the school district. Um, it was a, it was like a college prep, so they allowed you to take like concurrent enrollment classes when you were like in the eleventh or twelfth grade, so that you could finish college on time. And they paid for everything; they paid for books, and like oh. so, I was able to graduate with like some college credit. But I chose to go there because it was. Um, a lot smaller they didn't have any sports which was kind of sad but it was like I felt like that was a much better option for me than going to all these other high schools and it really sucked because there were tons of high schools that had a ton of Asian American people in them and I chose not to go to those schools because I didn't think that they would be a good fit for me I think at, at a pretty young age I was like I, I know the path to success and I need to just fucking get on it right now Yeah. so um, my sisters and I used to get up at like 6.30 so that we could catch the bus at 7.30, like the city bus, and then go downtown at 8 and then get to school at 8.30 so that class, like classes could start at 9.15. Um, and our teachers were like, I had a really great teacher who, um, I'm not going to name any names, but actually all of them were amazing. That's but when I was in... When I was a senior, I was applying to this uh, full scholarship, and it would have paid for everything. Mm -hmm. Or that, that was what they were saying, it would have paid for everything. Um, it was called the Clara Looper Scholarship. And I, it was really funny because I think one day I came in and I told my teacher, hey, I got an interview. Like, somebody phoned me, I'm going to come in at this time and this time. But up until then, I remember... Just being like, I'm so excited about Chicago, but this is like, you know, like in my back pocket, you uh -huh. know, like, cause they, they want you to have like a safety school. Right. And so I was just like, um, I was just like, I have this interview and I remember her looking at me like dead in the eye and being like, you don't even want to go here. Why are you going to this interview? It's a waste of your time. And I, after that, I like ran out of her office. I started crying because I, I realized in like... In, in two seconds that she was right. Yeah. But also because of that, that meant that I was throwing away a full ride. Mm -hmm. yeah, it was really true. hard because I was, I was 18. Yeah. And I was like, I was like presented with, I didn't even know if I could have gotten that full ride. It was just an interview. Right. You know, but I was like, am I throwing this away so I could be broke forever? It was like the hardest fucking decision That's of my life. That's a crazy hard decision for an 18 year old to have to make. But she was like, she like she it's so funny because she tells me all the time she's like i'm so glad i was wrong you know i'm so glad you didn't go to that interview because you're in chicago and you're yeah. making it so you still alive. talk to her 
Yeah, I, she actually invited me to, like, because it's been like nine years. She invited me to this graduation, but I, I don't know if I can ever go because Oklahoma in, City is like not a destination, so it's kind of expensive to yeah. fly to, but I, I don't know. I might. I like, I try to visit when I am home because they were just, I mean, they were amazing. They, like, they knew of my, like, home life. They knew, like, we had a friend that passed away when I was, like, in the 10th grade. Um, and, like, it was, like, a, like, it was, like, a family. Yeah. Because it was so small. My class was, like, 12 other people. Wow. Um, because it was so selective. And kids just dropped off by the time we got to, like, our senior year. But if I, if I didn't have that, I don't. I don't think that I would be here. Yeah. And then I also had a, an amazing advisor here. Um, and it wasn't even my college advisor. Like, she was... At, so when I went to Columbia, I was a part of the Asian student organization. I, like... I'm kind of not an extrovert. I, like... I can socialize. Mm-hmm. But but meeting new people is, like, kind of really difficult for me. And I, I knew that if I didn't try to, that I would be lonely and I would want to go home. Yeah. Like I, I would, I would quit college and I would just go home. So my first year I joined Asian student org and like my first meeting, um, uh, I like met all these students and then like someone like encouraged me to join the magazine. Um, and then like, I think like a year or two later I became like the president. Um, and then we got a new advisor because uh-huh. our old one had left. Um, she, she's fucking amazing. She like, she helped me do my taxes one year. Uh-huh. She like helped me negotiate this job that I'm currently at just two years ago. She's like fucking amazing. And I remember her like, women are so dope. Yeah. She like told me too. She's like, I'm so happy that you have a job. And like, she knows how much I negotiated. She's yeah. like, I was so worried for you when you graduated because I know how much you owe. That yeah. one year that she helped me do my taxes, I owed two hundred dollars, and I I cried for hours in her office. I was just like, like <laughs> I don't have two hundred dollars. Yeah. How did this work out? Um, but like, you know, she was like, but she was like, she was like smart about it. She was like, to me, I know you don't have the money now, but you can pay it off in like waves. Right. She was like, if you don't do this, they'll audit you. They'll come for you. So just. Just do it now. I know yeah. you don't have it. And she was like, you know, she's realistic and really fucking smart. And if it wasn't for her, I probably would also die here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so real, though. You have yeah. to have those people that are, like, your yeah. people. Yeah. That's so important. And she is also, like, South Asian. I fucking love her. I wish I could see her more, but she lives in the suburbs. Right. I mean, yeah. she sounds amazing. I'm really glad that, yeah. you know, not everybody has a person like that on their side no, rooting for all. them. So it's really really yeah. dope that you had her and I wouldn't have met her unless I had joined like the Asian student org and she didn't like start working at like you know the multicultural fairs because my design advisor was probably I never even talked to the lady yeah like cause I don't know she was never around right and plus like I I tend to connect better with people who are like like me you know like an immigrant or at least a person of color mm-hmm. makes um, sense yeah yeah so, to change the subject completely, yeah. um, can you t- I can you tell me a little bit 
about loud lotus oh and your work with loud lotus and tell us what that is is that why you asked her to interview me no I'm just kidding no i just i saw that that's something that you do so I in wanted, the beginning i was like oh my god i'm so bored you're what not gonna say i no i wanted to interview because i love your energy and your aura first Aww. like the first time i met you i was Thank like you. oh my god i love this person she's so great um and that and i love I love your Instagram. Oh, thank love you your, so much. I, I, I remember you talking about how you want to do visual installations. I think that's yeah. so cool. And I know that you do this too. I just like to ask about you know everything yeah. that you're doing. Um. So Lao Lotus. So. So when I'm, when the current president was elected, I w- I was just like I was just extremely mad, right? Yeah. Um. And I wanted to do something, but it's like so my. I guess I should start in the beginning. So my best friend and I, her name's Noelle. Shout out to Noelle. Hey, Noelle. Um, Noelle and I have been really good friends, and she's my best friend now for like nine years. Mm-hmm. I met her like in the so Asian Student Org. Here. Yeah, yeah awesome. since I've been here. Yeah. Um, and we used to, <laughs> we used to like. This is like, this might sound cliche, but it's like really true because we used to like stay up and be like. How are we going to change the world? It was like such a weird question for our, to, to ask for ourselves, but we wanted to like do something. I love um, that. And in the beginning, we wanted to do like a t-shirt company, you know, with really interesting, heartfelt sayings um, that, you know, but other companies are already doing that. Yeah. And then like we finished college, we like went on with our lives, we like got jobs, we like, you know, had other things to do. Um, but we still wanted to do something. So I think two, it's been, it's loud is now a year old. Yeah. So like two, three years ago, we were like, we want to do something. I think my main focus at that time was like, I heard about like the Kylie Jenner lift challenge and I was like, what the fuck? You know, I was like, okay, first of all, I was like, her lips are not real. No. Let's let's be let's real start here. There, yeah. She she's already admitted it. So so like stop. But it was it was really hard because my sister was twelve at the time. This was three years ago, um, and I was like, I wish for one there is barely any representation for Asian American people or Asian people period in the media. Mm-hmm. Like literally anybody who is white can play an Asian person, and it kind of really sucks. Yeah. Um, and in like the beauty industry oh my god they're either like really thin really fucking pale or they don't exist mm-hmm. and so i like really i was like i wish you know my sister had someone to look up to i wonder who she's looking up to and so we thought about like doing a kids magazine and like but then i was like i'm not a child i don't i don't that's not my expertise anymore um, I don't know what kids are growing up in this day and age thinking or like seeing, so I don't know that that's also my expertise. And then I was like, I can't speak to any other children of color. Like I can't speak, you know, to a, a black girl or like a Latinx girl. Like I can't speak to these kids. So like, what else can I do? And so like we kept thinking and we kept thinking and we kept thinking. And I think we kind of like it just happened upon us that like, duh, we're Asian American women, right? <laughs> and like, what else do we know best? And so. Now, instead of, like, having a magazine for young girls and, like, giving tips or tricks to, like, you know, love yourself, we decided to, like, build a platform. Yeah. Like, I was like, what am I good at? And I was like, I'm good at fucking designing. I, got, I know how to work my way around a Squarespace website. I can do a logo. Noelle can, like, reach out. She, like, has, like, the, 
like the outreach experience and I was like what can we do as a whole together that's pretty easy you know because I was like I I'm a permanent resident and I don't want to risk my permanent residency status if I get arrested at a at a protest right so it's like what do I what can I do that is safe for me but also that's going to make a difference so we started loud um at first we were going to name it mud and lotus um it's the name of a book by a buddhist monk a vietnamese buddhist monk but of course mud and lotus is already taken on instagram <laughs> someone's selling like you know lotus jewelry or right. some shit or yoga i don't know Who knows? but then like we kept thinking and kept thinking and loudest kind of like it's just an interpretation because like I've, I've heard of Asian American women or Asian women period being compared to like a lotus flower and so gentle and pretty and shit. It's sort of like a, oh, we're going to take that back. So it's like a push yeah. against that. Yeah. But also we don't expect, I don't expect all Asian American women or any woman for that matter to be, to, to be loud. Like right, I, like you can you're not do, a monolith. Yeah. You can point. do whatever you want in, in your own time you can be outspoken or you can be quiet you can like you can be loud or you can be like you know really chill like yeah, whatever. whatever whoever you are yeah yeah I so love that. um and we just like we sort of do like q a's yeah. um i would love to do recordings in the future but you know like what is the easiest right like what can we do with like full-time jobs right um now and so we were like well like if we're going to create a platform and allow women to be able to tell their stories, it would be best to have them tell it. Mm-hmm. And so we can like facilitate a set of questions. Um, <laughs> why did I hiccup? I don't know. <laughs> um, and so, but they could like answer and it's right now they're pretty generic, but we try to like, we're trying to make a goal to reach out to like not just Asian American women, but also Asian women, period. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we interviewed someone who is Canadian Asian. Okay. Um, like she lives in Canada, but she is originally from the Philippines. Um, we are trying to, I'm, I'm still trying to navigate because I'm Southeast Asian. I don't, I'm not an expert in the, I'm not an expert in the way the U.S. has grouped like the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Because is you know like I I've been like coming to terms with is the Middle East it's a part of Asia but it's not really and like how is that also being seen but I would I would like to like figure that out and learn more of that yeah because we've interviewed um, or actually we met up with someone who is Palestinian and like really wanting to like include her voice but does she identify as Asian probably not it's just hard because I know that the Middle East is a term that was like coined by like not them you right, know it was right. coined by another it was probably I, I don't know the origin so I, I can't say but like someone else coined it for them but now it has like included like Syrians and like Palestinians and so it's it's just like a question of navigating that but we're trying to just like I don't know I'm just trying to like have more like representation because growing up people used to be like what oh, do you speak Asian be like, oh, Jesus, yeah. No, that's not a country. That's not, <laughs> you know? A, yeah. And yeah. it's just like, but that's the thing is that, like, I mean, I can't blame them because, like, one, they're children, but two, what do they know? Like, like even now, media doesn't tell you that, like, you know, South Korea is not China and, like, 
there are like Southeast Asian and mm-hmm. South Asians and East Asians, and of course people don't know that. So they just assume everybody speaks Chinese, or everybody, or everybody is, Chinese. is Chinese. Yeah, right. so I think I just like, I got fed up, and I was just like, yeah, and I was just like, I just, I just want to like empower people mm-hmm. and I I don't necessarily know that I can do that alone because I have very specific experiences and I, I think everybody does right yeah. the ideas like blanket terms are like out the window they don't exist anymore I can't even say that I speak for everybody who is a Vietnamese woman because not everybody who's Vietnamese will have my experience right, right. like not everybody who's Vietnamese grew up to be a graphic designer or they are an immigrant maybe they were born here like maybe they grew up in California and not in Oklahoma City and so there's like so many just so many variables to right. like all these like stories and so I felt like yeah I just I was like man I gotta fucking do something I love that yeah and because I what I do at work is like it's work and I'm making money off of it sure but I wanted to do something that like that I could be like really proud of mm-hmm. you know and I was like this is this is kind of it well, we met, we know each other from, you know, being part of a group of women who is, mm-hmm. you know, whose main thing is, is lifting up other women. Yeah. And. Yeah, I love us. I love, I love us. <laughs> I do. I, I love us. I love women. I, is that the bass? Am I hearing the bass? You're hearing the bass. Can you guys hear the bass? Yeah. <laughs> Exclusive. It has started. Peak of my psychotic neighbors. And watch, it's only 8-11. Who watched Phantom of the Opera with the bass all the way oh up. My God. I'm not even kidding. And I don't I don't watch musicals. I actually hate musicals, like, with my life. Um, kind of. But they play yeah. the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack so much, which I only know oh is God. the Phantom of the Opera because he says that he's the Phantom of the Opera so much <laughs> in the song. He'll be like, I'm the Phantom of the Opera. This is the Phantom in the Opera. <laughs> He's like, the Phantom of the Opera is like the Mike Jones. So dramatic. It's like the Mike Jones of musical theater. Oh my god. It's too much. I can't, I I apologize that you have to listen to that. Yeah, they should, they owe me money for sure. And emotional damages. (sighs) So the worst. Um, But yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's just no, the bass. No, no, no. I love all these noises. I was like waiting. Happening. I was like waiting for it. I was like, where is it? When is it coming? It's going to happen. It's, it's it already happened for a little bit. <laughs> and now it's stopped. <laughs> They'll be back. Um, yeah. That's amazing. I'm sorry we got off track. No, no, no. That's okay. Um, so what's next for you? <laughs> what do you have coming up? Do you have any like cool projects in the world? Oh my God, I wish. I like... I think my my problem is like I have a lot of ideas mm-hmm. and I need to like settle with it's one. It's so hard to pick one idea and just really go though. with it. Yeah. I've been trying to do this podcast for like a year. I have like yeah. six episodes. I it's do it like sometimes. really hard. I mean, it's great, but like sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes, you know? Yeah. I had to like, reschedule this like three times. Right. Because of weather, because of like jobs. Like yeah. It's, I mean, it's like it happens, but I like. At the beginning of the year, I didn't do goals. I know, like, as I get older, it's probably important, so I don't feel like a piece of shit, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, like, I've, I've only told a select few people this. I hate talking about my goals, because if they don't come true, I don't look like a fucking fool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think it's good to talk about them and, like, actualize yeah. them. 
But I'm learning more and more um, the importance of just just doing keeping it to yourself and because yeah. here's the thing people will steal from you <laughs> yeah. because as much yes. as there are people who want to build you up and support mm-hmm. you there are people who want to suck your creative energy dry mm-hmm. and um wear your skin yeah that was, that was gross <laughs> but like they do just they just want to like wear your skin and yeah. take your ideas and it's just like sometimes you just have to keep that shit to yourself and sometimes you have to keep it to yourself and just Keep yourself motivated, but yeah. it's really hard. It is really hard. I like, so I'm on Pinterest, and it is probably the worst or best thing that has ever happened to me uh-huh. because it's so much, but so much inspiration that sometimes I'm just like, oh wow, I am never gonna be this good, or like, I'm never gonna do anything that's gonna be this great, or whatever. Um, when I was in college, I really wanted to start. A style blog yeah and doing that shit is hard it like, is hard for, first of all you need money like even if you're actually stable I can start doing it mm-hmm. right because there's a even even me looking at my Instagram there was a lull there where I was like working with my mom like before I got like a full-time job and even when I did get my full-time job I think I this was like a year after graduating college like in November it was a job out in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So, like, this job, like, prevented me from being social because I, like, got up at 5, didn't get home till 7, and that was it. I needed to go to bed for the next day. And right. then on top of that, I wasn't even making that much money. Right. So, but now I'm like, okay, I live in Chicago. I work in Chicago. I have a little bit more freedom. Um, so I kind of want to do that. Like, I really love documenting style, and mm-hmm. I kind of already do it on my Instagram, but I kind of want to, like, do it more often um, I try to blog about my travels. I'm crazy behind. Um, I've also been trying to travel more because mm-hmm. I didn't get to, like, as a young adult, I didn't get to study abroad and whatnot. So I try to do it now. I'm, I'm basically trying to do everything. Yeah. I, I want to, like, make my own clothing line or just make clothing. Yeah. Clothing for myself. Um, Can you sew? I don't. That's why. That's what's stopping me. Because I'm going to have to learn that. I, my goal. I want to take art classes this year. I want to take more classes. Yeah. I'm taking it. I'm starting a dance class next month, which I'm so excited about. Where you can do this? Because I know of like little art studio or something up in, up north. Yeah. I'm going to this place that's like down the street from me. I don't want to say the name because I don't want people to stalk my life and know where I live. (laughs) Yeah. Don't. Um. You can just tell me later. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm, but I also want to like take classes to like learn yeah. how to do different things. And, you yeah. know, I have this like, you know, collaboration collection I made with my friend yeah. and she, oh, yeah, like, your earrings. Yeah. I love them. Thank you. <laughs> Buy my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a little subliminal. It's, yeah, yes, it wasn't subliminal. subliminal. I just said it. Um, <laughs> But she, like, she does, like, all the laser cutting and, like, everything. Oh, I just think that's so dope. Yes. I, like, I want to learn how to do yeah. shit like that. I want to learn how I to wanna, make shit. I want to make jewelry. It's, like, thing. Yeah. I, like, I want to do everything, but I want to do it well. Yeah. You know? Because I know, I know, like, with design and photography or, like, illustration, I've been doing it for a really long time. Yeah. But because, like, I have, it's kind of an illogical fear because I know that it's, 
it's it's just irrational. Like I shouldn't put like a time cap on myself. Right. But I've been right. You that's know? that's the struggle. Is you, you you know I do this track all these ideas that I get overwhelmed. Yeah. It's like it's, so I have to learn how to have to master all these skills. Yeah. And then you just kind of feel like you're in this like race with yourself, and you're yeah. like, how do I, how do you take that energy and hone it and yeah. learn a craft and do it well yeah. and not feel like you're abandoning all your other ideas and yeah. feeling like you're honoring your vision yeah. and feeling like you're giving yourself time because you're not going to, you know, wake up tomorrow and be amazing at making joy. Like you're amazing at graphic yeah. design. You have steps to get there. So yeah. that's kind of like, you're like, why do I make you want to start? Yeah. Not gonna... I work at a startup at the moment. So, um, it's getting bigger, so it's changing, of course, but it's not a corporate office. I guess my last job was corporate, although that because that was my first real design job, I was so fucking happy that I just didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, this one was the one that was in the suburbs, you know, in the beginning. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I have a job. Are yeah. you kidding me? And they're paying me to do graphic design. Is this real? Yes. Um, so, like, it's... But it's just a thing that I'm, like, consistently... And it's, it's not that it's bad. It's not that they're bad people. It's just really hard to, like, you know, I'm definitely different from them. Like, I'm a permanent resident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, 98% of them will, will never know what that happens. Yeah, we'll never have to worry about that and not have to worry about headlines. Um, yeah, so eventually, when I work for myself, I kind of just want to do everything. Yeah. Um, um, there's a collective in Oklahoma City actually this happened last like last year towards the end they're called um, it's created by Factory Obscura uh-huh. and they created this immersive installation called Shift and they brought together all these artists and like very like I, I noted immediately that there was a woman like a Vietnamese woman and a black woman on the team and I was like yes because for the longest time I was like, I don't, who can flourish as an artist in Oklahoma City? Right. And like, I'm coming back now after nine years, after eight years, and like seeing that it can happen. And they created this immersive installation. There was like, they turned the bathroom into like an underwater scene. Like, I took pictures of it, it's on my Instagram. They like built a tunnel that you could crawl through and then like made these little cocoons that you could sit in and listen to nature. It was fucking amazing. That's and they amazing. built it and it was free. It was free for like six, seven months. Uh-huh. And then, I mean, at the end of it, they, they got so much like donation money uh-huh. because they're trying to build like a permanent space. That's awesome. And like, I was like, and like the, the wait time was like two, three hours near the end of the installation. It just ended a couple of weeks ago. But I was like, that is what's important. And it was free. That was probably so encouraging to it like go so, back and yeah. to see that happening. In that I was place. like, I'm, I don't even have to take my, my like siblings to another state that's like artsy for them to experience this. This is in my hometown. And like people always give me shit about like being like raised in the South or like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, like, it's so frustrating and irritating and ignorant to hear people act like art only exists in big cities. Yes. Like art only exists yeah. in New York and Chicago. Yeah. And there are artists everywhere. everywhere. Making amazing art yeah. everywhere. People with vision. Yeah. And it's just insane and so mm-hmm. just ignorant. It's, it's to, belittling to be yeah. like, you don't know what you're talking about because you didn't go to the school. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> All right. 
can you tell us where we can find you on the internet? Yes. Um, so my website is being revamped. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> my too. When is it not? Um, it is two sister. So T H U S I S T E R dot studio. Um, and I'm, I'm like still playing with it, but for the moment it'll be like half my portfolio, which is design work and illustration work. And then my blog, or I guess like the stories area, which is where like, I'll be talking about like, oh, also beauty supplies. I fucking love beauty products. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be blogging, but like, hell yeah. Traveling, art, photography, beauty, whatever. I um, it. And then on Instagram, it's THU Sister Studio. So same thing. Um, those are really it. I'm also on Pinterest. So it's if you just search Two Sister Studio, that should pop up. I'm not on Twitter. Um, I probably won't add you back if you add me on Facebook. <laughs> That's kind of private. But, yeah, you weirdo. Um, leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are the, the main three. Pinterest, Instagram, and, and the website. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here of and course. being open and being amazing. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.